Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. What a tumultuous few months we've endured in our nation and in our city, with floods and freezes, with pandemic and political unrest. The government has responded by giving a stimulus package to people, hoping that it will help the economy move forward. Over the next few days, I will be sharing a message about God's stimulus plan. He's always had a plan to be a blessing to his people, no matter what's going on. It's nothing new, but it's still available to you if you would trust God with all your heart. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. The instructions were specific. Go ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour into all the jars. And as each one is filled, put it to one side. I noticed something here and I want you to see it too. I watched this and I looked at it. This woman did not question him about anything he instructed her to do. See, there are some people who will question all the instructions they receive and may ultimately talk themselves out of taking action. She could have said, now, why do you want me to go to my neighbors? You don't know my neighbors. Uh, What am I going to look like asking all of my neighbors for all of their containers? They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to wonder what I'm up to. She could have said that. What are we going to do with all these jars anyway? And how many did you say we need to get? Why do we need to get so many? Are we going to look stupid? And he said, fill the jars. Fill them with what? Those are just questions that people ask. But sometimes when God is moving, you need to have the faith just to believe before you can receive. She didn't ask any questions she received from the man of God. She didn't even ask any questions. The next time you see her, she's shutting the door and pouring. Verse 5 says, she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She got the instructions. She was obedient. She did exactly what the man of God told her to do. What was she thinking when she saw this miracle unfolding? When she started pouring out of her little vial of oil and the oil kept coming. She started pouring. She said, all I have is a little oil. He said, go and start pouring. She could have said, now, what do you want me to pour? I only have a little oil. She started pouring the oil she had. And as she poured, more came out and more came out and more came out. What was she thinking? She said, look at all this oil. We have enough to cook with. We have enough to to light our lamps. We have enough to heat our house. This oil was a valuable commodity. She said, look at what we have. We could do all of this with it. This is amazing. But God had another plan for her. I believe God has a plan 
for many of you with something you have in your house. She went to the man of God, verse 7, and told the man of God, she said, well, we, we got all of the jars filled and we have no more and the oil has stopped. So she said, let me go tell him what happened. She said, we got plenty of oil now. We happy. And he said, I got one more instruction for you. Go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on what is left. God stimulated an entrepreneurial enterprise that eliminated her debt and provided income for her and her sons. They lived on what was left. See, when this woman connected with God through the prophet in this story, she had it in her heart to help her family out of a tragic circumstance. They were in debt. Her sons was about to be taken as slaves. She had something in her house that she would use. She had something in her heart. She had something in her house. And then she had something in her hands to take action and to exercise the faith, to obey the word of God and to do something and to take action. She did not see what God wanted to do with her until the man of God says, just don't use it in your house. Take it out and sell it. Oh, sell it? Yeah, sell it. And she went out and sold it. And sometimes you can't see what God can see that he has in store for you until you get a revelation from God and inspiration from God about what's in your house. There are some questions in this for us as well. Are you connected to God? This woman was connected to God through the prophet. If you want to be successful and God's going to stimulate you, you have to be connected with God first and foremost. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. There are several of you and a lot of you, in fact, most people in our lives at some point in time have an idea or a dream or a thought about doing business. You ever thought of a business? You ever thought I should work for myself? I think I have this idea. Somebody ought to do this or whatever. Is there anybody in here ever thought about that? But we never get past the thought in our mind. It is God who gives ideas and dreams and visions. It is other people who will talk you out of them. And some of the other people start with ourselves. We talk ourselves out of them. Or other people will talk us out of them. Or we think we don't have enough understanding. We don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough money. We don't have a, enough of something to get started. What I'm telling you today is that you can and you should get started. You know when you need to start? Right now when you hear this word. It is not too late for God to stimulate this idea that you've had and cause you to prosper. What he wants you to do is commit your way to the Lord. Whatever you do, somebody say whatever. Whatever you do, if you're going to go and get you a lawnmower and start mowing lawns, commit that to the Lord and you will succeed. 
You may see I got a lawnmower and, I, and I'm going to go cut one yard and God says, no, you're going you're gonna to have a landscaping business that's doing commercial businesses all over the city and you're going to be riding around in your pickup truck just checking on your crews. All you saw was a lawnmower and one somebody's yard. Proverbs 3 verses 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. God knew and God expect us to uh, have a lot of different things that we want to get accomplished. That's why he said in all of your ways. In your spiritual direction, in your financial direction, in your relational direction, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. Here's the first thing. Are you connected with the Lord? If you're not, you need to be connected with him today. He knows how to direct your path. He knows how to give you wisdom. He knows how to give you knowledge. He knows how to give you understanding so you can succeed in everything you do. You just need to take a page out of the book that Solomon, when he was asked of God, what do you want from me? Solomon said, let me see. I want some wisdom because if I have wisdom, I can make it work. Somebody would have said, I want some money. You could use up all your money. And then don't know what to do next. But Solomon said, I have wisdom. If I have wisdom, if I mess up, I can straighten it out. If I lose money, I can make some more. If I have the wisdom of God, I can succeed. That's why he said, I will direct your path. When you have the wisdom of God, looking through the eyes of God, you can see what other people can't see. The prophet could see that little oil and an oil business. The woman can say, all I have left is just a little bit of oil. That's all she can see. And he said, boy, that's enough to start a business. That's the first thing. Secondly, how would you respond to God if he asked, how can I help you? How would you respond? And then God would say, tell me, what do you have in your house? So that's the question for you right now if you want to move forward. What do you have of value? I recognize that sometimes we don't value things that God can value. And sometimes we don't have a good insight and understanding on what is valuable. We've thrown some things out. People have thrown out valuable works of art because they didn't recognize the value to it. People have thrown out things that are valuable. That's why the old saying is, one man's trash is another man's treasure. You throw it away. You say, that's no good. Somebody say, ooh, look at that. <laughs> My goodness, who put this in the garbage? I was working at the chemical plant, and I was in charge of the area that had uh, scrap metal and things in the dumpster. And it was a guy I knew, and I helped him get the contract for uh, the dumpster. He had a bin out there, and I said, I help him get a contract, and they would throw all the scrap metal and all the stuff in there, and he would get it, and he would uh, sell it by the pound. 
And I went over to his yard one day and he had emptied the dumpster and sorted things out on the ground and he was going to sell it by the pound. He was just saying, that's carbon steel and that's uh, stainless and I can get this much for carbon. I said, hey, hey, don't sell that by the pound, man. Those are stainless steel gate valves. Uh, take those to the valve place and have them to remanufacture those. They'll pay you good money for that. And don't throw these away. You know, that's a, see that hose on the ground right there? That's a steam hose. It costs $500. They can repair that for about 50 you can sell it for $195. What is that? Yeah, that's a steam hose. And these are pressure gauges. There's a company over in Pasadena. They repair pressure gauges. Get all those pressure gauges over and take it. See, he didn't know what he had. What he saw was a bunch of junk and scrap. But being in the material business and see that stuff coming in new and how much it costs, I'm saying, hey, man, you got a gold mine right here, dude. And some of you are sitting on a gold mine just that God hadn't revealed it to you. There's a business in your house. All you need is a businessman and a businesswoman. There's an entrepreneurial opportunity right there in your hand. So when God says, how can I help you? Say, God, open my eyes and open my understanding so I can see what's around me and I can see how you want to move through me and I can see what you want to do through me and through my life to be a blessing to myself, my family, and to others. That's what I want to see. Stop complaining. Stop waiting on everybody else to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see what God sees in your house. Now, what's in your house is, when I'm looking at that, it's not just what's literally in your building. It's in what's in your, what do you own? What do you control? What do you have access to? You can look at that. The next question, are you willing to listen to godly wisdom and direction? Or can't nobody tell you nothing? Are you willing to listen? This woman, listen. Whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. She didn't say that. Don't make no sense. You can't tell me how to run my business. This is my business, and you can't tell me nothing. Well, you're going to still be there with your small little uh, uh, bottle of oil looking at it, wondering how you're going to make it. Then fourthly, are you ready to take a step of faith and put action to the plan God gives you to stimulate success. You got to take a step of faith and you got to put action to it. Anybody can make a good living. You, you're living in the land of opportunity. That, why do you think people want to uh, come across and risk the lives of their, their own lives and their families' lives to, to come across a border, walk across the desert to come to this great nation because they say anybody can make it here. And you've been sitting here all your life wondering how you're going to make it. And you get other people that have come from somewhere else, and the next thing you know, you're working for them. I want you to know God is interested in your success. What do you have in your house? I want to stimulate our congregation this year. Get out and make a move. Try it out. Work hard. Allow God to give you wisdom and insight opportunity. God can't open a door for you if you're still in your house. If you haven't opened a door to go outside, he, he's not going to open a door to you for anybody to let you in. You got to get out of your house and go knocking on some doors and go and let God open the door for you. He can make all grace abound toward you, but he's not going to make you get up and go do something. You got to say, Lord, I am ready to take an action and a step.
God wants to stimulate you. God wants you to be blessed. God have a purpose. God have a plan. God put things in your hand. There are things all around you. I see opportunities all the time for people to make money. And I'm thinking, well, if somebody would just do this, they can make some money. They don't need a whole lot of inventory. They don't need a lot of resources. They don't even need a lot of skill. They can make money with this. I had somebody come by to uh, try to sell me a gutter guard on the house to keep the leaves out of my gutter. He came and quoted me $4,000 to put gutter guards on my, on my gutter. And I thought if somebody knocked on the door and says, I'll clean your gutters for you for $90, I said, go on and do it. It won't take an hour and a half. And then if he said, you have a lot of windows, I'll wash your outside windows. I'd say, well, go on and do it. And if he had a power washer and said, you know, and I'll power wash your driveway while I'm here. I'm thinking, boy, somebody can go all up and down this street. That's a money-making idea right there. You don't have to have a college degree. You don't even have, a high, have to have a high school diploma. Just be a hard worker. Be honest and trustworthy and do a good job. And you can go through these neighborhoods, you can, and then you can have a crew. That's the way I'm looking at it. Not just you. I got a crew of people. I'm just watching them say, hey, hey, get to work. That's too much talking. Let's move. We only have so many minutes to knock this out. We got so many customers we got to get to today. Let's move it. Crack the whip. There's plenty of ways to make money. An old man say, you ain't got to make all of it, but you ought to make some of it. Here's what I want to do. I want to encourage and I'm going to pray. I believe God wants to start more businesses out of this church this year than he ever want to. And there's no better time than to trust God is when things are looking bad. When the economy may be looking bad, that's when God says, I want to move because I can get the glory when I do it. It was looking bad for this woman, but God says, I can get the glory. You think she was going around telling everybody, the man of God came and spoke in my life and God works some miracles for me. That's all God wants. God wants the glory. God said, let your light so shine that men may see your good work and glorify the Father who's in heaven. All God wants you to do is commit everything to him so when you get blessed, you can say, you know, God gave me this idea. God opened the door. God gave me wisdom and insight. God gave me grace and favor. God just blesses me. God, this, is, this business belongs to you. I want to offer everything I have to you. I believe there's somebody that's listening to me right now. You might be a teenager. God can give you a business plan to get started on it. He is no respective person. God wants to bless you right where you are. You're listening to me right now online. You've been having a business idea for 15 years. You just never did anything with it. You have a skill that you have to brush off. You have an idea that you just have to bring it back and say, let me just go on and do this. You just kept waiting. It's no... It's no magic to doing this. It's just work. It's just grabbing a hold to it and say, let me get started with it. It may not start out like you want it to, but keep working it and keep modifying it and keep changing it and keep going after it. With God's help, with God's uh, instructions. Say, Lord, you said, if I acknowledge you, you will direct my path. I need your help. What to do, when to do, how to do. You, you, you instruct me, give me wisdom and understanding and I'll, I'll follow that pathway. I'm going to pray for those who are listening, those who are here today, those who are listening. 
We're going to be asking God to do some amazing things for you. And then we're going to get ready. We're getting ready right now at our church to provide some entrepreneurial guide and help to those who are saying, I'm trying to get this done. I I just need a little wisdom on what I need to do next. We're talking to some business people about helping entrepreneurs getting started. And that's what we need to do. We need to build and create our own legacy for our own families so that our own children can work in a business that we've created and we've started that's profitable and meaningful and is a blessing to our community and a blessing to the economy. We need to be the producers instead of just the consumers. We should be the producers instead of just the consumers. We should be some manufacturers instead of just the consumers. God can help us with that. But before we ask God's help, I want to be sure that you are committed to God and that you know God. Jesus Christ came that you can have a right to the tree of life. He wanted to stimulate your life and give you a new life. For those of you who do not know Jesus Christ, here's a great opportunity to come to know him. I want to invite you right now. You may be in the building. or You may be watching us online. Jesus Christ came and God gave him so that he can die for our sins. We couldn't pay for our sins. He paid for them for us. He died on the cross. He was raised up on the third day so that if we would believe in him and receive what he's done for us, we can have the salvation. We can have eternal life. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. We were sinners. We were born in sin. We had a sin nature. But he died so that he can break the power of sin in our lives and give us a new opportunity to come to Jesus Christ. The good news is that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter what you've done and how long you've done it, how bad it is or how good you think you are. All of us need to come to the place where we say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need you in my life. I want you to bow your heads with me wherever you are. You're making a profession of faith today. Just pray this prayer. Say, Father, I ask you, Jesus Christ, to come into my life. I need you. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm messed up. But I want to receive what you have provided for me through your death, your burial, and your resurrection. By faith, I receive my salvation. Forgive me, Almighty God. Wash me of my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me, and I will... Give over my life to you so that you will be the Lord of my life and you will guide me and direct me. And I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. There are so many people who are stressed and is struggling right now because of the things that are going on around us. This is Jerry G. Martin and I'm reminding you God has already promised his people that he is able to provide. I certainly hope that these messages are helpful to you to know how God can stimulate you for your blessing and prosperity even in tough times. 
the first thing that needs to be done is to be sure you are connected with God and that you're honoring God with your life and with all that he's giving you. I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship. We're meeting each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. If you are in Humble, the Lake Houston area, Spring, Northeast Houston, Northwest Houston, you're in our neighborhood. You can also join us online each Sunday at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety or share it with someone, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can enjoy today's message as well as previous messages that we've aired. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, there's one on our campus. Call us at The Beacon, 281-441-2885. For Bibles, communion, and church supplies, call us, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.